Welcome to the Portals Land. Welcome to the Portal Land. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Portals Live. My name is Pastor Nathan Cassis, and we are here on this Memorial Day weekend with our senior leaders from Talk New York, talk.org, and Talk Sydney. They're just the leaders of everything. Pastor Tony and Pastor Robin, let me unmute them and let me bring them in. So, Pastor Tony, say hi. Hi, we like talking. <laughs> And, of course, we have our senior leader with us, the one, the only, Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, guys. I like talking about talk. <laughs> well, I said we're talking. Yeah, talking for New York. So, if you can see lots of boxes around us. What boxes? It's because we have actually done an amazing thing. We are moving this week into our brand new premises. And so we're actually coming to you live and candid from our lounge room. We have nothing to sit on because it's all packed. So we've, <laughs> we've decided to sit on these uh, on, on, on these my crates. crates that have got my <laughs> clothes in them. <laughs> so it's been, um, yes, it's been interesting. It's like a barnyard broadcast, isn't it? It's been very interesting. Isn't that right, Dr. Robin? I think it's uh, lost me. I'm going to bring you up so we can hear you. Yeah, i got to come up. Hang on one second. We're just having a little technical difficulty. We had to reset all of our settings and get Dr. Robin up because, uh, like I said, we have um, nowhere to do this. (laughs) So talk now, Dr. Robin. All right. There we go. So, yeah. So if uh, we're sitting in a little tiny portion of our lounge room and that's all the room that's left. Wow. Wow. But that's okay. So um, We know how to go with the flow. We do. We are going with the flow and we are making it work because that's what we do as professionals. But if you see, like, you know, some styrofoam wrap or some cling wrap, <laughs> that's because Dr. Robin has gone cling wrap crazy. Hey, I'm the queen of clean wrap. <laughs> Nobody can say anything about the virus because I've clean wrapped everything and after it all, we'll throw it away. Nice. And don't mind me if I'm looking down here. Um, I'm running the camera from here as well as the uh, live stream. So, yes, it's a lot to do. But we are excited to talk about tonight's powerful topic. Uh, Pastor Tony, the message was called what? What did you call me? Do you you remember what your own message was called? Not yet. It was what? We're close, but not yet. Close, but not yet. And I said not yet, but we're close. Yes. I think we'll stay with that one. I think we'll stay with that one. That's a good one. And you've named this portal, what was it? The same. The same. So just uh, give us an intro. I'm just going to try and fix the sound a little bit and and, uh, talk to the people and then I'll let them know how we do portals I'm going to try and look at you because it's very hard because (laughs) there's a huge light and I have to turn. So, (laughs) you know, um, the last, I really can't hear myself. Can you maybe... Turn it up. Last, um, there you go. Thank you. Uh, 
the last few weeks, uh, we, we've had to share some pretty, um, you know, sobering messages. It's a serious subject when we talk about our liberties being encroached upon or coming out of this restriction time, um, you know, with at least the uh, freedoms that we had before we went in. And so in saying all of that, a lot of people, uh, we felt, had a little bit of anxiety or a little bit of fear about the future. And we just wanted to reassure everyone that the future of you know, the church is, is going to be wonderful and it's going to be secure. And the other thing we wanted to address was um, this is not this is not the uh, the end, you know, the beginning of the end. It's not we're not there yet. That's mm. why we entitled it. Uh, we're close, but not there yet. Mm. And so there are a series of events that need to transpire before we could really, in a serious way, say, uh, you know, we're in that you know that last chapter of of uh, human history that sees the yeah. close of the age. I'd say if we were going to call it anything, we would say we're in the last days, but it isn't the last days. Mm, first jam of the night. I'm borrowing that from Michael Abood. <laughs> Very nice. So um, you were talking about, uh, well, there was a lot that went on tonight. We had a very, very powerful time of worship. And uh, we were talking about a new church age, you know, and how what God is doing and unleashing that. And you started to share out the book of Revelation because uh, not many preachers will talk out of the book of Revelation because they actually, there's conjecture whether they actually believe that it's actually going to take place. But you actually started the whole message off by saying that John writes, these things are yet to take place. So it's a future tense. So just explain that, you know, for someone that maybe has never thought of the book of Revelation in that way. Um, I mean, it's a very uh, complex book of prophecy. Yeah, and uh, most uh, commentators would avoid it. Yeah, <laughs> avoid it completely. Completely. Uh, there's, there's a few um, schools of thought in regard to how to interpret the Book of Sunday Bundy on Sunday. The Book of Revelation. Some people see it as a as a like a panoramic view of history of the church, beginning in Acts, and then you know going through the now the the church in Ephesus, where the, the there's heaps of love, first love, and so forth, mm. and then Smyrna, and then Thyatira, and Pergamos, and so forth, and then the church age ending in the Laodicean age, which we would call the lukewarm lukewarm church age. Mm. So that's that's one way of reading it, and that's applicable. All that's been said so far can be applied, but I believe the book is more than that. I believe when John begins the book, he he says that. Uh, you know, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God the Father gave to him about things that would soon come to pass. Mm. And so it was futuristic in its its propulsion and it's in its um you know description. Jesus was giving John an insight into what was about to happen in the future, mm. right up until the That's end good. of the age. Like That's good. Revelation twenty uh, twenty one and twenty two is literally the New Jerusalem coming down from heaven. There's a new heaven, there's a new earth, and the tabernacle of God is with men. So it's a pretty spectacular finish because it is ultimately the end of the age as we know it. So that's wow. why. Wow. 
And Dr. Robin, you want to add something? No, I was just going to say it's a holiday today. It so is. That's Memorial why, Day. That's why. Um, Weekend. There's no reason why you shouldn't be listening to Portals. Oh, crispy, crispy. That's, a, that's my first comment because normally you'd be thinking they need to get some sleep. Mm, you ain't got nowhere to be. Tomorrow. It's a holiday. Could you turn me up a little bit, please? Yes, I, I have can. to lean back. I can definitely turn you up. Mic check, mic check. It's funny so, because uh, um, this is the weirdest Memorial Day that I think a lot of people have experienced in a very long time. Yeah, well, like the, um, it doesn't feel like Memorial Day. The vets are not going to be able to have their, no. their parades yeah. around, around the nation. Yeah. Which is a pretty big downer because, you know, um, it was good for us to be able to celebrate their service to the nation in the military. Definitely. And uh, here we are because of the, the uh, shutdown. No one's out to go, no one's allowed to go out and do that. Mm, interesting. And it's very sad because uh, they were someone who just gave, you know, and their experience to this land, yeah. you know, not just their, uh, their fighting ability, but also, you know, their, their wisdom and their mm. experience to this land, and it should be celebrated. Yes, it should, definitely. Well, we have a special, uh, you know, segment for you tonight because, because we are moving this week, and there's a lot of things for us to accomplish. Um, this will be our Portals podcast release for the week. But yeah. we're going to do a special thing where we're going to take live questions. We're going to take live polling and answer people's questions. And then we're going to continue the podcast with some stuff that you won't hear on the live portal. So you'll need to go to our podcast um, and download it or listen to it from your streaming platform, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you have, it's there. And you can hear all the little extra trinkets that yeah. get added on at the end. But um, if you've never been to a portal live experience, I'm just going to explain how it works. What we're going to do is we're going to go through, um, you know, the sermon and we're going to listen to key revision of some points that Pastor Tony was bringing out. And then Dr. Robin's going to add what she does all the time, which is her prophetic gems. And they're really going to just help you to understand more prophetically what God is saying. And then also, this is a live portal, which means that we have an interaction. So that means that you get to ask your questions. You get to be involved. It's not spectating. You get to be a part of what God is doing. So you can ask your questions by, in the top right-hand corner if you're on a computer, or the bottom of the screen if you're on a device, there'll be a little question mark bubble that comes up. You can click that, and then you can input your questions into that little text input field. And uh, we will see your questions on this end. And then when we get to question and answer time at the end of each segment, I will read out the questions and by God's grace, you will get an answer that will help you to deepen your relationship with the Lord and maybe understand a couple of things that, you know, you necessarily couldn't get an understanding of when you're just listening to the message. This is such a unique way for leaders to connect with people because a lot of the time we want to ask those questions to leaders like, okay, you've said this great revelation, but how can we, how can I apply that? How can I understand the deepness of what you're saying? Because I want to get it. And so Portals Live is a really great way to do that. Can I just say hi to Michelle Clark? Hey, in Sydney, Australia, we haven't seen you for such a long time. Yeah, let's do a couple of shout outs. Yeah, because she's been in our lives and we haven't seen her for a long time. Great to know you're healthy. Mm, amen. 
And then we're going to say hello to our regulars. We're going to say hello to Jackie. Jackie's tuning in. Hi, Jackie. Glad that you're with us again. Oh, I, I love see G H Shania. Oh yeah. I see Brendan. I see Christina. Sonia. I see Sonia. I see Josie. I see Colleen. Alexandra. Uh, uh, Tim. Christina. Yep. Stephanie. Yeah. More people tuning in. Sonia, welcome. Keep those hearts coming, guys. Keep those hearts coming, coming guys. Oh, Mom wow. and Dad. What is it? Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. <laughs> By faith. <laughs> oh, Hami, welcome. Hola, hola. Just oh, saw no you come work on. tomorrow, oh, Hami. No work. <laughs> hola, Hami. Praise God. It's my Australian eyes, uh, Hispanic. Jonathan. Hola, mate. That's oh, not. Oh, wow. Uh, that's that, not yeah, sounding that's, good. That's not. I, I'd like to say something that um, really blessed me with the, port, uh, with the service tonight. The, the worship was amazing. The prophetic utterances were incredible. The singing prophetically Amen. needs to be sung into people's lives. Yes. Continually sung into people's lives. But the thing that I wanted to bring out was we're in the last days, but we're not. This is not the last days. Mm. Now, you can only know that if you know what must be fulfilled before that mm. happens. Talk about this. And so if you don't know, those that are listening, get back into the Word of God mm. or start asking questions because you don't have to go round that mountain over and over again mm. If you know what must happen before the last days. Yeah. It's sort of like a, the way that the Lord has given us this grace, it's sort of like a litmus test that we get to like, you know, proofread the times and things so that we can see does it line up with the Word of God. There's a timeline. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think it was Natalie, Pastor Natalie said it tonight. We need to know the timeline. And if you don't know the timeline, you're going to go round in confusion and wondering, mm. is this the end? Is the virus going to take everyone out? No. Mm, There's on. a whole lot more for the church before he in heaven declares. Not even Jesus knows Ooh. when he's coming. Rub us. Only the Father so no circumstance and no virus and no evil knows. Mm, Jesus. And on that note, listeners that are coming in from our podcast, we're going to take a break. We're going to go to our portals live, but we're going to record it so you can be a part of the question time this time. Yeah, we're just going to let me good. press record so we can make it a segment. So give me one second. Hallelujah. All right, so now we are going into our first segment. Let's jump straight into the Portals Live questions because tonight was a pretty, like, deep topic. You went – I, I want to say – It was very good. Say, it was very good, and it was good to go through the Word. Um, usually don't give that many scriptures in a message, but, yeah. you know, maybe it's the foundations in the prophetic, like, you know, rubbing off where you've been doing a lot of teaching. But it was good to go through the Word and see the lining up of what you were saying. Because um, it, it shows that there's substance in what you're saying. It's not just a good idea. This isn't, you know, just like, you know, oh, I guess this is the word of God. And so that's what we need to really understand. All right. So kicking us off with question number one is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Welcome. Hi, Jack. 
I don't mind if do want do you mind if I call you Jack? Okay, I'll call you Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Jackie. Okay. And Jackie is going to ask this question. Very good question to start us off. What about the personal prophetic words we receive? Will God bring these to pass before the end? Uh, yes and no. Okay, so look uh, at the camera. Take it away. Yes, because if he tarries, obviously, um, he will come good on the promise. But I don't think you're going to be disappointed if he comes and your personal words are only like half half fulfilled or whatever. Um, you know, Paul, Paul made it clear it's, it's, it's better to be with the Lord than down here. Mm. But... Uh, it have to be serving a, a pretty big purpose to delay his coming. But um, unfortunately, I believe there are going to be some saints who who will receive prophecies about what God is about to do. Yeah. But, you know, if he turns up a little earlier than they expect or a little later, then some of those may not have come to pass yet. And, okay. And I'd like to add Please. something to that. And this is something you should think about, Jackie, and anyone else out there. Uh we're talking about timelines. We're not talking about our timeline. We're mm. talking about his timeline. Mm -hmm. So he can bring prophecies to pass in very quick time. To us, our thinking is it takes time. This timeline is God's. Wow. So think about that when you think about all those prophetic words. It's not impossible for God to speed up the prophetic word that's good as you go forward that's good and i forgot to jam you so let me jam you past Tony on that one and also like the wait, wait 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 receive thy gem and mine <laughs> thank you do you feel full i was going to say the uh i, I don't think the lord's going to stop telling people about yeah. their future yeah yeah can you imagine someone standing up in church going thus says the holy spirit uh i can only tell you a little bit because <laughs> i'm coming tomorrow yeah no it doesn't sort of work, right? Yeah, only the Father knows the time. Yeah. But I think that what Pastor Robin just said, um, Dr. Robin just mentioned that I think it's very important that there's a certain way that we can ask the Lord to prepare us, you know, like um, yeah, not definitely. just like, Lord, fulfill my word, but it's, Lord, make me ready to, you know, walk that word out so that I can see the fulfillment of it before you come. Because yeah. I actually, I felt like that when I first came to New York City and I started to see a little bit of the evil that was going on in the industry. And I remember all these words that have been given to me, not just by you guys, but Dr. Bill Hammond, yeah. you know, very, very established prophets and apostles all around the world speaking into my life, saying I was going to minister to thousands yeah. and yeah. they saw arenas. And so, you know, the, the enthusiasm for Christ kicks in and you're like, well, is that going to just go away? And then the Lord just sort of put on my heart again, following from Dr. Robin's example. Okay, Lord, well, if what do what you need to do in me yeah. to make me yeah. ready so that the timing of the character development can be not sped up, but I don't have to walk around the mountain 20 yeah. times to get to learn the lesson, you know, the lesson of maturity. If I have to walk around that mountain once and only once to get that lesson and to get that test and be like, okay, the characters as well as the, the gift, then I won't waste time. So I think what you said is very important. We can actually ask the Lord to do what he needs to do in us to develop you know, a um, sort of, you know, preparedness so that we don't waste time and then therefore time can and be I cut think, short. And I think that we should look at the greatest example of them all. Yeah. Um, Jesus had a mandate when he came on this earth and, uh, you know, he started his ministry at 30. What happened? How many years did it take? Now, 
Think about that. Mm. Think about that. Three years, Pastor. Those yeah. years. Now, if you would think in this the is natural, good. Yeah, this is good. if you would think in the natural, you would think not. He he's not going to do it all in that amount of time. But you're talking about the Lord of Glory here. Yeah, that's good, Pastor. See, I'll just finish with a scripture, please. Uh, you know this one, Jackie, one Corinthians thirteen about love. Mm. Verse 8 says, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Mm. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Yes. But But when that which is perfect has come, that is the second coming, the Lord Jesus, then that which is in part will be done away. Mm. Okay, so Paul is uh, alluding there to um, there are going to be some prophecies that are going to fail. Now, mm. That's not on God's part. It's on our part. Okay. Okay. So uh, right up until the second coming of the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit's going to be encouraging people to believe for the future. Yeah. And, and he's future also, and a hope. Yeah. yeah. And he's also going to encourage not to waste time. Because one thing I know in where we are right now, Time is important. Time is important and it is a treasure that we should treasure. And don't waste any of it. Don't waste one second of it. Not being judged or not feeling guilty. Don't waste time feeling guilty. Don't waste time judging yourself. But let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do and enjoy the time Mm. that God is giving us. Yeah, and I think also, Jackie, if I could just give a, a scriptural perspective here to what Pastor said is so important. You could ask for more time. Or you could ask that the time that you do have gets fulfilled. Because we see in Scripture with Hezekiah, he asked for more time, but what he did with that time was really not, you know, fruitful and pleasing to the Lord. But yet the Lord can give us the ability to use the time that we have and like Jesus, within those three years of span of time, complete yeah. everything that God has called us to everything do. Everything, Pastor. You know, so maybe, maybe just an idea. Maybe start focusing your prayers not on Lord, give me more time, but Lord, use the time that I have now and fulfill it to its fullest potential in every way. And I think we talked about this last night. We did, yeah. And we were saying Hezekiah wanted time for himself. Yeah, he wanted time for himself. But if you're asking for time for the Lord to fulfill all he wants to do through you, you're in good stead with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I really believe um, that the accuser gets sorry, I got caught in, caught up there. That's okay. And I and help me if I'm if I'm off here, but I really believe that the accuser can really get in with that question and that request, Lord, give me more time. Mm. Because it starts to excuse me, put you into a mindset that you're running out of time. And And so you start to move out of panic and fear and not out of faith. But if you were to say, Lord, okay, I know that you've given me this time slot, but I want you to fulfill and activate every single bit of it. Like, you know, squeeze the cloth until you get every part of the juice out. It could also, you know, help you to sort of stop fearing and start of, start moving more in faith to activating, you know, living in the present now moment. 
because that's what it's all about, living in the now moment. That's how the prophetic activates. It's a future tense, but it's in the now moment that it comes to pass. So, yeah. Amen. And I think that that's important. And I think that for me personally, if I have on my heart to fulfill all that God called me and put me on this earth for, you know, and not thinking I want time for me, I get the time but I get it because I go the way of God. Mm, very good. Wow, we're off to a good start. Really, the questions are pouring in. So let's move to the next one. Jackie, I hope that helps. Let us know in the question and, and the responses if that helped you and if that gives you a little bit more of a faith perspective and helps you to understand what God's doing in your life. All right, the next question. I, there's a lot of questions here and they vary in topics, so I'm going to try and keep them and then we'll move into you know, trying to stay on topic. Okay, um, Virginia asks, if the Lord should bless me with children, how do I not fear bringing them into a world in which they will be constantly battling? This is a really good question because I have been asking the Lord the same thing. I think you should answer that because mm -hmm. you have the children. Yeah, well, I've I got, mean. I've got grown-up children. Yeah. I can. Yeah, we, had, we had our fears when we were. Yeah. I'm sure you did. You as children. Yeah. Okay, you go. Well, my perspective is I've been asking the Lord, like, Lord, um, I'm a father of three beautiful young, you know, children on fire for God, you know, mm. and um, and then I see all the evil in the world and I see all of what the enemy is trying to plan and to bring about. And then I think to myself, how irresponsible is that of me to bring them into a world? But then I'm what the Lord said to me in a journal was they're my children first Yes. And so because they're my children, they deserve a chance at getting to know me and they deserve a chance at building a relationship with me to whatever degree I allow that to be. And so that really set me free because um, yeah. that fear Very of, good. you know, robbing them or fear of bringing them into something dark can also rob them of the light that is, you know, Jesus in this world because he is the light of the world. Even though there's darkness, he is the light of the world. And I am a witness, and I know you guys are because you're their grandparents, that my kids experience that light every single day. You know, they have a relationship with Jesus. They truly do, you know. And my, my little girl is just on fire. She just prophesies. She's constantly speaking in the spirit. And so I take hope because if at that age she's like that, then what I put into them now will last Forever. when they go into the world and they face those things of darkness. So it, it actually became a less fearful thing for me and a more confident thing. They're his children. He wants to build a relationship with them and he wants to give them time to get to know their heavenly father. So it's not even about me and, and mum having them on earth. It's more about they're, they're here to build a relationship with him first and then we get the benefit of being, you know, their parents. I so think, I think another thing is we need to remember that he's their father, yeah. not their grandfather. That's it. That's it. I'm a grandmother, but he's their father. Yeah. And uh, I have children in Australia. And, you know, even though they're grown up when they're in pain, I feel the pain. Yeah. And I have grandchildren in Australia, but I have a security and a confidence that he's their father. Yeah. He's their father. And so I'm so glad that my family hasn't robbed the kingdom by bringing more children into God's kingdom. Mm, wow, wow, good. I would say to uh, Virginia, don't let fear 
no. motivate you in any way to not have children. Yeah. yeah. Because every parent goes through this when yeah. they're having children. When Pastor and I were having our, our children, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, the world was sort of opening up its evil a little more and it was concerning because mm-hmm. even back when you were a little boy, Nate, you know, we were thinking the end was just around the corner. The year <laughs> 2000, we thought it was curtains 2000. And I remember. And, uh, I remember packing the canned food supplies. Yeah. <laughs> and so look at this. You're a, you're a dad now with three kids yourself. Am, yes. And God's, God's extended his grace. So don't be afraid. Yeah. Just go ahead and get married now. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a really good answer. So hopefully that helps. Remember, they're his children. He wants to build a relationship with them. And no matter what the world is in, he is the light of the world. He will always bring his light to their life. Good. The darkness can't overpower that. All right. Wow. Good answer. I hope that helps. Let us know if it did. <laughs> All right. Next question. We're diving in nice and deep tonight. Okay. Sonia says, what do you mean by enjoying the time versus wasting the time? Is this mainly referring to not abiding? Example, what we are entertaining. I, I think that um, we we need to, uh, and I can put this really clear, uh, we come against too many personalities, including our own personality, and uh, we've forgotten this is not personality, this is principalities. Mm. Deal with the enemy quickly so that you don't get robbed of any time. Mm, very good. Can't add to that. Wow. Wow. Really, really good. I think it's also like the parable of the talents, you know, the time that God gives you, don't bury it in the sand, you know, really just ask him to use it to its fullest. Okay. Um, oh, gee, hey, our question queen. Okay. So what would the capital C church look like when it's ready? Good question. Excuse me. Pastor Tony can kick us off with the theology of this Well, one. it's going to have what I would call uh, a lot less walls up between congregations and denominations, if if at all. I don't think denominationalism will be a survivor of the up-and-coming wow. you know, end-time church. Um, there will be a lot more um, unity in the sense of we all start to think a little bit more mm-hmm. the same. Unfortunately, that will need some persecution to achieve. Uh-huh. All right, you know when the heat gets turned up, gee, hey, uh, the things that don't matter tend to drop off really quickly. Oh my <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> okay, so, um, so it's going to look like Jesus. The Scripture says that we are to grow up in all things into fullness of the stature, right, of of Jesus Christ. So. Whatever that stature looked like in Acts, that's what we're going to achieve, and then some more. And, and one more thing to do with this, um, you mentioned. Can you just repeat that question? Yeah. What will the capital church? Uh, what will the church with capital C, meaning the mature, the bride of Christ, uh, yeah, ready, look think, like when it's ready? Yeah. Well, actually, let me just talk to you about what the church age is going to look like. There's been many things that have been concerning people to do with the church and the direction that it's been going in, to do with losing relationship with Jesus Christ and turning to gimmicks and turning to forms and formulas and turning to all sorts of things instead of a relationship. And we thought... 
How are you going to handle that, God? Mm. What are you going to do with that? One thing I know that I know that I know, guys, and that is God has dealt with it. Mm, that's good. Because he's brought it back to nothing but a relationship with Jesus will get you through. Mm, wow. Very good. Very good. Gee, hey, you've got many questions. I'm going I'm to come back in the other segments to the other ones because your question, you're the queen of the questions and we look forward to your questions. We do. All right. Michael says, this is a good statement. Is it more helpful to say we are in the end times, but not at the end time? Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty much. So we are in the end times, but we're not at the end of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's basically what we said, you know, in the, in the end times, but not at the end of, end of time. Good. Very good. Very good. Good perspective to have because it still shows hope. You know, people say end times and they think the tribulation movie automatically. If you're looking at a book that you're left behind, (laughs) don't don't read that book. Which is a pretty cheesy movie. Look, there's some pretty, there's better ones out there. You know, let's let's say you've left a bookmark in the book. Okay, but you can tell by looking at your book what chapter you're up. Yeah, the bookmark sticking out with just a little bit, a few pages left. Oh, wrong button. You're not at the end, but you're pretty close. That's good. So the Lord is marking the the, the 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 bookmark. Yeah, the history book. But the chapter might be the last chapter, mm-hmm. but the bookmark is not at the end of the chapter yet. Well, I think if it's the Michael that I think it is, <laughs> right? Uh, remember that John said, you know, brothers, we're in the last hour. And that was 2,000 years yeah, ago. Jesus yeah, Jesus said, behold, I, I come quickly. Time, uh, <laughs> time goes pretty slow. I think, um, yeah, some of the statements that, that God says are not quite our statements. Yeah. You know, our time... Line is a little bit different than than the Lord's timeline. Yeah, very good, very good. <clears throat> and he talks not literal. He gives examples. I, I'm just trying to think of the right word for that. You know, he talks in uh, parables, parables, yeah. and other things. You know, riddles. So, so if no, not riddles. <laughs> <laughs> he actually says a thousand years is but a day. You know, uh, hang on a minute. It's a little different, okay? So don't get caught up in trying to understand God's timeline. Mm, Just know he has a timeline and that's the thing that should bring the most confidence for you. Mm. That's good. Very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I think the key key with what you're saying is that, if I could just add is, when we get caught up in the timeline, we always get caught up in the graph of time. Yes, but we, we do. never get caught up in what he wants to do in between those bookmarks. Segments, yeah. You know, the segments. We get caught up in the chapters, and we focus on that. But between every chapter of of a book is amazing content that you have to read through and learn and soak in. And if you just live by chapters, mm. you'll never soak in the content. That's good. So the Lord wants us to really soak in the content because. It's a church age. We sang it tonight. You know, hell is on the run. Church age has begun. <laughs> and actually, the word church age is something the Lord gave me the yes, other day. We've been did. talking too much about new age <gasps> and new world order. And I said, Lord, there's something better for the church than having to compete with that. He just said to me, he said, it's a new church age. Mm, Jesus. Wow. Really good. Okay. 
another question from Aaron Locke, who's watching. Aaron, thank you for being here with us. Why are Christians afraid to die when heaven is our home? Good question. Very good. Um, I mean, I can't give you just one answer for that one. Uh, I believe primarily because they're too attached to earth. Okay. All right. And I remember Pastor Robin telling me many years ago, don't hang on to your life so tightly. It's not your life. So unfortunately, um, the gospel that's preached in so many Christian circles is the gospel that helps me, not the gospel where I have to give up my will for the will of the Father, mm. but I fit the kingdom of God into my kingdom. And that's why a lot of people Ooh, haven't good. got their hearts uh, heaven attached to heaven like they should. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to heaven, but you know the thought of the afterlife or you know preparing in this life for the afterlife is is usually the last thing that's on their minds you know mm. it's the here and now and that's so unfortunate because this is why the enemy has um a, a way of bringing so much fear into christians lives yeah because they haven't invested in the in the in the life after this one and and not really understood how the spiritual dynamics work um you know, the fear of the unknown really uh, scares them in thought and in heart as to crossing over to the, the eternal instead of the temporal. Mm. Uh, I'd like to, to come. Past, yeah, I'd like to come from a different angle, Aaron. And that is, uh, you know, that's a great thing. And that Paul said that. And it's, it's amazing that we say to uh, live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm, yeah. But I challenge you. Uh oh. First part to live is Christ. It's easier to die sometimes <gasps> than it is to live for Him. And then, as I say that to you, then we should be about living to bring His kingdom forth, bringing more people into that kingdom. If you're going to live, Live for the kingdom of God, bringing more people home to heaven in living. Mm. Yeah, I think Christians are so busy when we get saved um, about dying. We go mm. through that dying process, you know, get, pick up your cross, take it up daily. Mm. And so we get into the mindset, you've talked about this in Council by God, yeah. you know, where we die. And so we get so used to dying that death becomes like, you know, our antithesis. And then when the Lord says, okay, now I want you to live, we're so used to dying, we'd rather just die. You know, it's actually, it's, it's actually a harder, like, you know, process to live with the joy of the Lord being your strength every single day because um, that martyrdom syndrome can kick in as a Christian, you know, and nothing against what's going on in the country now, but even like with some of these protests with the church, mm. I was talking to Dr. Robin last night. I'm all for standing up for our rights and I'm all for standing up, you know, for worshipping God because that's our right to worship God. But I only want to stand up if God's told me to stand up. I don't want to stand up out of proving spirituality and I don't want to stand up to prove to myself that I can be a martyr and die for Christ because really that's an insecurity that I haven't conquered yet, mm. you know. So, um, so I really believe that like what you just said, Dr. Robin, is the key. The challenge in this church age is to not, lay down and die, it's to pick up and live. And I think also let me say something else here, and that is Paul, when he said those things, he knew he would die at some time. That was his call. 
didn't know when, but you see, you live until mm. God tells you something different. Oh. Amen. Amen. And the key is you said you die, he lives. So when you don't want to live, you're not allowing him to take up his life through yeah, you. that's right. You know, it's not your life anymore, you know. No longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. In, in me. Yeah. And if he chooses to cause you to live because he wants to live through you, then that's the way you serve oh, him. Oh, Jesus. The attitude king. that Paul had was his life belonged to Christ, whether it was here on earth or in heaven. Mm. That's the key. The key is, so it's not that people are scared to die. It's first and foremost, learn to let him live through you. And that's why I say the challenge of don't waste time. Mm. Let that life come forward every single day. Mm. I'll finish this because we have to stop the recording and start again for our on, um, for our portal audience. But I remember you telling us something. It's uh, in the Council by God course when you actually talked on this lesson. You said it's actually easier to live as the persecuted church, always ready to die, because there's always. there's more of a battle when you don't when when you're ready to die at any moment. It's less of a battle, and, and when you're not called to die, uh, this it's is it. like you're giving up. Yeah, don't give up. Don't give up. Pick up. Don't I, give up. I want to get out of this earth. So, you know, Lord, you know, it's wonderful that I can live, but I'd like to die for you. We <laughs> Maybe not cool to die. Oh, Jesus. Flesh burning right there. Okay. Wow. What a round of questions so far. I'm this just is having awesome. a look at the comments that are made here. So we're going to go to a little break again. Uh, our Portal's listening audience, we hope that you've enjoyed this round of questions so far. This has been a great way to really get you involved mm -hmm. in Portal Live experience, and Ooh. we will be back shortly. Hey, Talk New Yorkers. We are conducting our Connect Groups online this Thursday at 8 p.m. through our virtual Zoom chat. These chat rooms have been provided to us by the Lord, and yes, we're having it week by week, and we encourage everybody to stay connected, even though we're socially, you know, uh, isolated, stay connected. It's worth the fellowship. It'll keep you encouraged. Portals. Come on, Pastor Tony. Portals. Come on, Pastor Robin. Wow. Portals. Where we blow your mind. We're gonna do it tonight. We're gonna do it mind. every time. Where's your? I'm gonna get you to just turn me up a little bit, please. Pastor. Turn me up, turn me up, turn me up. Turn me up, turn me up, turn me up. The new church age. I like that. The new church age. Well, one shout out for my little friend Caleb. Where? We blow <laughs> your mind. I love that you give us that suspense, like where we blow your <laughs> mind. That's what you were doing last time. 
Wow, we are crazy at 3 a.m. Someone said I'm going to go take a nap. Don't Hello. take a nap. It's 3 a.m. Bring, bring me up. It, you're up. You're up. I'll no, just turn I, up I'm your... I'm staying back. You're, you're, you're peaking on this level here, so I'm going to turn your headphones up okay, so you can that, hear it. That's better. Is that better? Yeah. There we go. So, yes, 3 a.m., you don't need to take a nap because you won't get up again. So stay <laughs> awake. Be in Portals Land with us. What a round of questions that was. I'm going to throw it straight to you, Pastor Tony. Give us the condensed version without the traveling through the Bible with all the scriptures, but feel free. All right. So Revelation 12, we see a woman giving birth to a child. Yeah, you love this scripture and I love, and, I love hearing you teach it. And it's, you know, there's some conjecture oh, as yes. to who the woman is or who the child is. And again, remember, this is why this evening at, 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 the, uh, at the sermon at the church, I went to Revelation chapter 1 to explain that John was told by the Lord that he was going to be shown things that will soon come to pass. So mm. the Lord was projecting forward, not rearward. Mm. So it's Gem important that. that we understand who this woman in Revelation 12 is because it's her conflict with the dragon that actually you know, brings to pass the last chapters of the book of Revelation. Mm. Because when Satan is cast down to the earth, he is now pursuing and persecuting the offspring of the woman without any resistance. Mm. And so that co that coincides with Daniel's prophecy about how, you know, the little the little horn was given authority to overcome the saints, right? And it also coincides with John in the in the book of Revelation where the Antichrist was given power to kill and martyr the saints of the tribulation period. And that's where that three and a half years. Three and a half yeah. years in yeah. the wilderness. The woman goes in the wilderness for three and a half years. And for that three and a half year period, it's called the Great Tribulation. Now get this. There's the tribulation and then that lasts for three and a half years. And then there's the Great Tribulation. Mm. which lasts for another okay. three and a half years. So glad to bring clarity to this. A lot of people would just sum it all together yeah, as one thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. And so um, I was trying to link the prophecies of Paul in 1 and 2 Corinthians where he says, you know, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. We shall be caught up mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. Just keep talking, sorry. Um, <laughs> and so this caught up is where we get the word rapture, Right. And it just so happens that the word, the man-child is caught up to God's throne. It's raptured up to God's throne. Mm. So I'm making this suggestion. Now, again, you can't prove these things. It's just another school of thought. Yeah. I'm making the suggestion that when the child is caught up to God, that is a, the company of saints that get to be alive on earth and go through the change from mortality to immortality while they're still living on earth. Mm. And we call that the rapture. So wow. that's good news. But what, what we want to encourage you to do is, okay, let's say Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, but do we want him to come so quickly that our children and our grandchildren don't get yeah. a chance? Yeah. Mm. And that's yeah. why, come on, this that's is why true. we keep asking the church, no, no, let's, let's ask the Lord to give us another generation. Yes. Mm. See? Maybe, it's, yeah. not, it's not all gloom and doom. Yeah. Um, Jihei, I know you had a question on this one, and I want to bring it out. So should our confession change? Because, you know, we're told to, like, you know, we hear, you know, the spirit of the bride says, come, come, Lord Jesus. But 
should our confession change to uh, from come to make us ready? Because I, because sometimes you know when we say come, do we really mean it? Because then we go through all our fears of, but I still want to live. I still want to, you know, um, still want to complete my destiny, fulfill my prophecies, get married, have a family. So how do we help people? Because they get confused when they're meant to say, come Lord Jesus, but yet they have a life to live. Yeah. Well, I'd like to answer that one. It's um, you just keep going forward. Uh -huh. You still keep going forward. So you look forward to having a family. You look forward to fulfilling your prophecies and you keep on going forward. You don't stop because you think, well, I mightn't get all them done. Um, and you know, uh, and then you start, the moment you stop or you plateau and you don't keep going up, mm. you see, then you start to interfere with what God's oh. doing. You start to run the show. Mm. You start to walk your walk instead of walking his walk. You will not miss out on anything mm. if you walk the Lord's walk. Come on, that is something that yeah. someone needs to hear. Very important. But also, Jihei, I want to... Um, is it Jihei? Yeah, it was Jihei who asked that question. I want to give you this sort of scenario. There are so many people who live for today and they're planning for the future, no problem with that. But so many people, and mostly non-believers, but a lot of believers as well, death comes upon them suddenly and without any warning. Mm. You know, mm. I, I, was, I was helping one of my clients during last week. Yeah. And she told me that her brother-in-law just went out to mow the lawn, suffered a heart attack. He was gone. He hadn't wow. prepared for eternity at all. Wow. Right? And it's, it's a shame because some saints, you know, get to heaven that way. And, you know, um, I, I just encourage everyone to live for today in the Lord. Yeah, keep going. But plan for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Plan for tomorrow. And so always have your bags packed. Mm. And pastor, like you often say, um, don't hang on to earth so tightly. Yeah, This is not our eternal home. The, so the when we say plan for tomorrow, allow the plans of the Lord come for tomorrow. Because mm. mm. if you start interfering and bringing and saying, well, uh, tomorrow's plans, I need to get this sorted out. Mm. I need, no, the plans of the Lord allow Here's the key. Allow plans of tomorrow that God has. Because what's it say in Jeremiah? Mm. I know the plans I, I have, have for you, you yeah. and they are good. Future and a hope. So I, I encourage everyone who's listening, if you're not a married person, then have hope. Yeah. You know, ask the Lord, God, I want to get married. Oh, I want to have kids. Yeah. I want to have a family. If, if you haven't gone to college yet. I need to go to college. I need. I, I want to get an education. Yeah, you know, keep if you're building a living. business, keep yeah. on living. Yeah, yes. My keep people perish living. for lack of vision. You yes. know, and so you can't go through life living without a vision. So, um, I like to do little process steps. So it's like we prepare for eternity by living for today. Yes, you know, Hallelujah. and so you know, um, but yet we keep our bags packed, and this is the this is where the maturity comes in. Because it will show us where our heart is. Now, just a physical sense and like a little practical thing, what we put in our suitcase has to be stuff that we can take with us. We can't take the whole kitchen sink. We can't take, you know, everything Material from things. our bedroom. We can't, you know what I mean? Just like 
understanding that and then transferring it to a spiritual concept, we can only take the things that are going to bear fruit and that are going to last forever. So our bags have to be packed, but they can't be like, you know, 50 suitcases of baggage. <laughs> I mean, I know that when we travel, we always take 50 suitcases. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> but it's very important still stuff. Both of <laughs> I'm reminded of the parable of the, the rich fool, and I'll remind you all of this one. The Lord said there was a man who had a bumper crop and his barns couldn't f uh, fit the harvest. So he said to himself, I know what I'll do. Mm. I'll build bigger barns yeah. and then I'll fill them and then I can sit back and relax because I'll have enough for the rest of my life. And then the Lord turns it around and says, you fool, you don't know that tonight your life is required of you. Mm. Yeah. And then he says, so it will be for everyone who is not rich toward God. Now, the Lord didn't say he didn't want you to be rich, but he doesn't want you to be rich in material things yes. and poor towards God. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. You can be rich in material things, and but rich toward God, and this is what Abraham was. Mm. Abraham was rich toward God, mm. right? And God allowed him to be rich materially. Wow. And there's a scripture that says, Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and doesn't stop there. And then it says, and all the rest will be added unto you. You ask the Lord what all the rest is. Mm, wow. That is good. All right. So. That's a big that's a good Wow. That's a good 10 that, minutes that, of Rima for you to just digest. That's a personal revelation. Over the next 60 days. Be. Challenge you, digest it. <laughs> 60 days. So we're going to go into question time again because there's a lot of questions on this um, topic. And I, sure. I really think we can bring some help and clarity to the listening audience as well, well as the viewing audience. No. So, so it, are we helping you? I believe we are because the comments are coming in. Well, give us some of your hearts, please. She loves these hearts. Because I know I, I respond to this. Come on. All right, next question. And I'm going to ask this in a different kind of, uh, you know, um, perspective because I know where the person's coming from. But I'm going to say, and uh, let me help. Uh, Lord, give me the way to phrase this because I want to make sure that I can do this justice. Okay, so this, I'm not going to name the person, but this person is asking, how do you prepare for a church age when you still are facing things within yourself, such as character issues or feeling like your heart is broken or feeling like, you know, you're contending with emotion, but yet you want to be focused on God's church age and getting in the fight and being in the army, but yet there are still some things in you that are surfacing and it feels like an endless surfacing. How do you I make the transition? I think I know who that is. I think you do too because you're a prophet. But... um. Pastor Tony, we'll start with you and then we'll head to Dr. Robin. No, no, we'll start with Dr. Robin because <laughs> she knows who the person is. Okay, Dr. Robin, we'll start with you. Okay, so how do you do this? Yeah, these like when life, when life is bringing up those issues, how do you focus about being in the church army and the church age and living for each day, but yet see, you've still got those See, it, I'm hearing a lot of me and I mm -hmm. in here. Okay. See, and so I... I'm going to tell you how I prepare. I don't do anything except what he shows me to do. I don't do anything. So I'm, I prepare as I let him prepare me. Mm. I do, seriously, I do. And so 
I, I'm telling you right now, I'm asking the Lord in my conversation, what time have I wasted over in the past to do with hurt and emotions yeah, and rejection and not getting healed? You see, I've let the Lord show me something that you could ask the Lord to show you. How precious is the time? And it's so precious to him that it'll be precious to you. And when you get that reality, then you'll know he'll do things quickly because of time is so precious. He doesn't want to miss out on one thing with you. So, Dr. Robin, you're saying, again, perspective change. Um, When we focus on disappointment, when we focus on hurt, heartbreak, we're actually... Let's be truthful. Any kind of entertaining of that, we're, we're allowed to be hurt. Let but when we God live in hurt, you. it wastes the time. But know this. God wants to heal you. Okay. It, there's no time. He wants to heal you. Okay. So he wants to do it. Let him do it. Don't think there has to be another six months okay. of something or going saying. through this process. Look, time is important to the Lord and precious to the Lord. And he's giving out his blessings and healings and lovings and everything because he wants to shower his children with his love. It's the father's love that wants to just embrace his children. Get that. Get that reality. Go back. Journal. Ask him. Mm. Don't think... Yesterday, the way we did it yesterday is not the way we do it today. The way he did it yesterday is not the way he's doing it today. Mm. You need to see that. So it's important. You almost said it. (laughs) Mm. Wow. Okay. That's the prophetic coming through. Um, I didn't even tell you who it was. Anyway. What's important, I think that we need to realise what you just said, because I've heard this from Christians that talk about, well, can I still can I still work through disappointment in the end times? Can I still focus on getting healing? What if I get my heart broken? You know what I mean? Like, we think that just because God says it's a church age, all that stuff comes to a halt, and then we automatically become these Christian robots. You know? We do. There's a, there's a especially with young Christians, this is a sort of, so what would you say to combat that? Is there going to be time for disappointment and like working through emotion and all that kind of stuff, even when we are in the end. Yes. So look at the camera and give them those eyes. Tell them. Yes. (laughs) You'll have time to be you in the church age. That's good. That's good. You'll have time to be you. I think that's a great answer. You'll have time to be you. Yeah. In the church age. You in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And let him show you. How precious your time is to him. Mm, That's good. Wow. Really, really good question. Really, really good answer. Okay, next question. Here we go. This comes from... Oh, I'm going to do it. Okay. This comes from Jihei. Okay. (laughs) And she's asking, if one world government and antichrist were prophesied, how are we supposed to pray against that? Meaning, if it's already been said by the Lord that it's going to come to pass... How do we pray that it doesn't come to pass? Because it's going to come to pass if God said it. We're we're delaying, we're resisting. Okay, so it's a delaying. Because part of the church's role is to, you know, uh, because the Holy Spirit is is 
on earth through the church, he is the one that is holding back the full revelation of the Antichrist. Mm. And so that's part of the reason why we're here. We're salt and we're light. We we are preserving the earth and we're, pre- we're preserving what element of um, you know goodness, God's goodness on the earth. But once we're out, we're out of the picture, then the resistance to evil no longer stands and it'll come and it'll come really, really fast. So um, it's not that we're hindering God's ultimate purpose, but to be truthful, the, the book of Revelation is telling us the end, mm. right, before it occurs so that we can at least um, see how the outcome is. Part of the reason why John got the revelation was to give saints who were very badly persecuted in John's lifetime mm. the hope that good wins in the end. Mm. God wins in the end. That's good. Well, right? he's already won, but the manifestation yeah. of him winning. Yeah, he, he has the victory, and it's going to get so bad on earth that the believers will be, you know, um, in a sense, under pressure to believe that evil wins. No. God wins in the end. Again, I'm going to bring another perspective because you're always thinking you're going to be here when the worst is happening. Sorry, God has been talking to me about the rapture lately. Now, rapture, rapture before, rapture in the middle, or rapture at the end. Wipe out rapture at the end. There'll be nothing left to rapture. I truly it'll turn into a rupture. Yeah. So I really, really think you need to think when the Lord raptures the church, he's gonna take everything out of it like the Holy Spirit. It's not gonna be here. Wow. So we are not going to be here. Do you get that? Now I I'm tending to believe it's going to be before. Wow, okay. Let's hold on to that. And that's please why again hold in, on to that. Again, in Revelation 12, that, that catching up yep. of yes. the child yeah. is, is a rapture. Type. Caught up. Yeah. Yes. Caught up to see Jesus. And then another form of rapture happened with uh, the ark. God took them above mm, the sure did. earth. Sure did. Took them above the earth before everything happened. Sure did. Wow. Wow, it's very good. The grace of God to be I taught out. you that. <laughs> okay, you did. I no, thought no, I might have taught you that one. Oh, Jesus. You me okay, that we won't start that ball. We taught each other. The Holy Spirit taught you both. Okay, <laughs> I'll surrender to that one. Okay, so that has been a good round of questions again. There's some good, good content there. Um, our listening audience, I just want to give them a little bit of a break because we have to do it in 20-minute segments. Sure. Yeah. So listening audience, if you're listening on the Portals podcast, we're going to go on break now. We're going to give you a chance to soak oh, in, listen mind. to these announcements, <laughs> and we'll be back shortly. Hello again, everybody. Pastor Nate here, and with a special important update regarding Dipping Night and how we're uh, going to be conducting Dipping Night in this crazy time. So we are not stopping Dipping Night. Pastor Robin has given us the go ahead. And so Dipping Night will now be moving completely online. So we are going to be opening registrations this week. We're going to be having our prophetic groups, our prophetic art and our prophetic leadership groups all operating via our Zoom online virtual web conferencing 
So we are excited. This is going to be a new venture for us. So if you want to have more information, please go to dippingnight.talknyc.org or you can uh, visit our Facebook page and see social posts that will be posted shortly about it. And uh, we are requiring everyone to RSVP ahead of time so that we can just manage, you know, the um, people coming in. But yeah, we encourage you to join us because God is speaking in this time. There's not a shortage of the word of the Lord. He's speaking and we want to hear what he's saying. So go to dippingnight.talknyc.org and find out how to register now. Thank you. We don't see any of this up now, do we? Where we blow your mind. We don't see any of this up. You know that you're actually live right now. Everyone can hear you. Hi, guys. (laughs) We're back again. (laughs) I think it's that time of night. (laughs) Pastor Tony is losing it. He's actually very comfortable. He's sitting back in his lounge chair for the very last time in his lounge room. And he's sitting back with his legs up, very comfortable, probably the first time he sat like that. This is probably the first time you've been comfortable in portals, but you shouldn't get comfortable because comfortability is a bad thing. (laughs) All right. So we just finished coming out of live portals on Facebook. We did a two hour live questionnaire answering people's questions, really giving them some clarity and deep insight prophetically on the questions that they were asking, but also giving God's perspective and Rima, not just, you know, principles and theory. So we wanted to dive in a little bit deeper on the listening part of the Portal podcast. Uh, The first part, obviously, our listeners have been a part of that. We included some of the segments and some of the questions so that the listening audience could really feel a part of the live Portal. Now, we're talking about principalities, not not personalities. personalities. And that's what we named this Portal. So... Let's dive in a little bit deeper there, Pastor Tony and Pastor Robin, and uh, how that relates to the church age and uh, coming out of this breakout season. So kicking over to you, Pastor Tony. Well, a lot of the key leaders in society have personalities and mindsets that really um, sort of go against the grain when it comes to our Christian faith. And it's very easy to be to be caught up in the person's personality mm-hmm. and making it, you know, making it very personal. Mm. Um, I know it's a controversial uh, subject at the moment, but whether it's a president or a prime minister, we have people who are taking it so personal, and they're attacking the personality and the person themselves rather than the inspiration. Mm. Of that person, okay. the stronghold that's over that person. Remember, spirits express themselves many times through personalities. Mm, right? Very good. Yep. And that's why, for instance, when, when, when the world talks about schizophrenia, it's usually in the context of a, a multi-personality person. Mm. Now, the scriptures make room for that. It's, it's called uh, multi uh, well, the personality is demonic. Mm-hmm. The ultra personality is mm-hmm. demonic. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're, we are often wrestling with the principality behind the personality mm. rather than the person themselves. And, um, you know, just to even go even to deeper things here, 
personality. Let's take um, what's happening in our lives at the moment, this yep. plague. Yep. Do you think that it might have a personality? Oh, this is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I believe it does. Do you think it, it might? You see, um, it, it, it's something we need to think about. Mm. Well, if it has a personality, then it has a principality. Oh, Jesus. And not only that, you know, have you ever seen a movie to do with a fire? Mm, yeah, and, I know what you're saying. And, yeah. and what was that movie where the fire... Backdraft. Backdraft, yeah. yes. That movie really showed me something about a fire. Yeah. How it can skip one place over a whole house yeah. and just touch something else and burn it. Um, I'm just telling you, there is more to it than just an illness. Mm. So would it you has say personality? Yeah, you personality. And if it has personality, it has intelligence. That's right. And if it has inter- intelligence, it has purpose. So you're saying if it yes. has? Oh wow, wow. Come yes, on. yes. So I want to go back to one thing that you just said, Doctor Robin. You said if it has personality, it has pr- it's a principality. Yes. And so we get so caught up in fighting the first layer, which is personality. That's right. So we don't Which is go, usually the earthly part. Yeah, we don't go beyond the earthly part. And, you know, we're bringing this into – also tying it into the topic of church, um, you know, church age. And, you know, in the portal live um, that we just did on Facebook, you were talking about a new church face. Yeah. And I really believe that this is a part of the new church face. The Lord has to get the church – Beyond fighting personalities. And fighting each other. Yeah, we fight personalities in each other. We don't even fight principalities in each other. If we would fight principalities in each other, we actually might see a lot more unity and we, in the church. And if we would fight principalities in ourselves, well, I knew we you were going to take it there. Change. And so uh, we should be making the enemy our enemy, not each other our enemy. Mm, wow, wow. I also would suggest, Pastor, like, I know there's personality traits in me that I don't like. And that is also another source of, you know, principality or a a, a spiritual force that's working contrary to the Christ in me. Mm. I ask the audience, is, is there parts of your personality that you don't like? Mm. Now, first up, you have to ask whether it is God who doesn't like it, not just you, because well. there's things that you don't like that God does like. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Mm. So there's things we, you're trying to get rid of that God wants you to keep. Yeah. So <laughs> we have to find out from the Holy Spirit what part of our personality is going contrary to how he wants to fashion our personality. Wow. Let me press that fresh burner. You know, like things like impatience. Yeah. Irritability. Yeah. Criticism. Yeah. They're all personality traits that the Holy Spirit would target and say, look, it's time we drop that part of your personality. But I, I, those are usually the obvious ones, you know, the negative ones. But what you said then too, there's parts of your personality that God wants you to keep. We always focus on the part that he wants us to throw away. You know, I'm too gentle. You know, I just let people walk, uh, over, walk me. over me. Now, there is a truth to letting people, but maybe you're trying to become a hard nut and there's a gentleness in you that the Holy Spirit likes, mm. and you're trying to be like everybody else, you know, and uh, assert yourself, which is fine. You can assert mm. yourself, but you can do it in a way that doesn't break your gentle spirit. 
So, you know, there's parts of us that God is actually saying, keep, bring into this church age with you. Because we talked about baggage, you know, and what you can take when you leave Egypt, the spoils. Mm. But you can't take the spoils that, you know, um, feed your flesh. You've got to take the spoils that the Lord is going to use to further the kingdom. And that includes parts of your personality. So there's, there's things that are in you that the Lord is saying, no, I want you to take that into the next church age. I want you to take that out of this shutdown into a breakout. Don't let the enemy rob you and lie to you and think I'm trying to get rid of that. Because a lot of Christians go through that. They see something that they think should be, you know, taken away or erased, and they automatically think that God wants it taken away. What would yeah. you say to that? Mm. Go ahead. I mean, there's definitely occasion where God wants to keep some of the personality traits. Yeah. But like I said, you have to find out from the Lord. Yeah. Like Paul told Timothy, Timothy was had a timid personality. Yeah. And he, he was telling Timothy not to be timid anymore. Yeah. You know? Be bold. Be bold. Yeah, Pray be over bold. your prophecies. Rebuke with all authority, he said. Yeah. For God hasn't given us a spirit of timidity. He was referring to Tim. Yeah. yeah. Timmy the he timidity. said, Tim, you're being too timid. <laughs> Timmy was timid. Right? And he was saying, no, God's given you boldness. He's given you love. He's given you a sound mind. In other words, son, you can think right and you can speak right and you can take authority right. Now do it. That's mm. a part of your personality that God wants to change. And I think that... And um, then he said, have a glass of wine to help your stomach as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that um, we were talking about the new face of the church age. Yeah. And uh, I believe very strongly part of this new face is the reality. We're talking about personalities mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and principalities. Let's uh, add another one. Reality. Mm. Reality uh, of the Word of God being what he said it is. Mm. Uh, you know, like uh, the healer. Yep. You know, all these different things that never quite became a reality to us. Mm. Uh, and the way they're going to become a reality is we're going to know where they come from. Wow. That brings up what I was going to just, just – Did you understand yeah, what I, I just yeah, said? Yeah, I did. Where's that personality yeah. coming from? Um, you know, because if you go back and you hear people talk about this plague, it's like they're talking about something that has a personality. Yeah, so true. And that brings up a question that I wanted to ask because we we first started the segment off talking about that, you know, we got to go beyond personality and address principality. And then we transitioned into even the principalities within us. Yes. And then we saw that there's some things of our personality that aren't principalities that God wants us to hold on to. Yes. But Pastor Tony has really asserted that there are a lot of things in our personality that are principalities. Yeah. And that we need to come against. What is the... Because you've been giving a lot of like, you know, uh, barometers lately. What is a barometer for someone listening to this to know when it goes beyond their personality and now it is a, it's actually a principality, something in them? Yeah. It's, uh, can I say something? Sure. It, I would uh, look at something and I'm not judging because the Lord is the judge, but, but when the glory is taken from the one who did it, meaning the Lord, and man takes the glory and brings and turns it towards himself. I see a lot of 
principalities there and a lot of uh, pride and such, mm-hmm. you know, forgetting who is the creator of it all. Wow. That's my balance. That's my gauge. Okay. Okay. Very helpful. I think a, a predominant personality that you can't control mm-hmm. is a sure sign that something demonic's starting to happen. Something that you can't control. Yeah. yeah. Like mm. you are, you have lost yourself in that personality. Mm. So give us an example. Um, like a. Like someone who's got some habitual personality traits that they can't seem to curb. Habits. Mm-hmm. Habits. That's a sure sign that something now is controlling them. Always being rejected in any situation. Yes. Habits, you know. Yeah. And it's habitual beyond reason. Habits. It's, it's beyond reason. It's actually now believing absolute lies. Okay, and now does that also translate to when you see other people? Because we're talking about dealing with principalities and not personalities in people. How do we make that distinction? Because it's so hard for us, look, especially in the world we're in now, with all the misinformation we're being Mm. fed, how do we see with that spiritual magnifying glass, that X-ray vision in the spirit, past the personality and locate the principality? We get so sidetracked by people's personalities. Well, we're always wrestling against flesh and blood. It's a non-stop event. We're always doing it. And that's what we have to get the reality of. If it's that, that, then we need to see the reality that we don't wrestle against that flesh and blood. Mm. And, And when we wrestle against the flesh and blood, we're wrestling against, I don't like that personality in that person. I don't like it. This is evil. And instead of seeing it's a principality, we will see it's a person. Mm. And we're so quick to let the person, um, to give the person, well, they're choosing. They're choosing to be that way. That's right. And that's what gives us this self-righteous perspective of blaming them, judging them. Sometimes people do choose to be that way. I'm not saying that, but there's a lot of times when but people don't even... we need to see where this <laughs> is coming from. Locate. Yeah. Locate the force. Also, though, you need to consider, um, especially when you first meet someone and there's a personality clash, is that personality clash really because of the way it affects you? Uh, right? Yeah. It's not always demonic in the other person if it's if it's affecting you more than them. And on that note, before we go into the break. Can you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. There's many times when newcomers have come to church and I've immediately had a personality clash, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they are the problem. It could be something that is triggered in me mm. because their personality has highlighted uh, a void. A yeah. A void a in me. But it's wrong for me to present that they are the ones at fault. Mm. See? Mm. So many times it takes time. I'll say this and then you can maybe, you know, take the break. Paul was preaching for several, uh, I would say several days up to about several weeks before he noticed this slave girl that had a a divining spirit, right? She was following Paul and Barnabas. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was saying out aloud, these are servants of the Most High God, and you should be listening to them. Now, the scripture says, after some time, Mm. Paul perceived in his spirit 
and he turned around and he rebuked the divination spirit in the in the young woman mm. and he delivered her of that divination spirit and she no longer made a profit for her masters. Yeah. But it took him like a week before he honed in on it. I think Christians of today are too quick to judge. Wow. At least Paul gave that young woman a week. Wow. Because on the surface it looked like she was supporting. Mm. But he finally realized, hang on, there's something not right about this woman. And he turned around and he rebuked whatever was in her and it was a, divin- a divining spirit. It was witchcraft. So he allowed uh, a real true discernment of spirits to take place. And that can only come with time. Time. Yeah. certain amount of time. Time and yeah, proximity. Yeah, not instant answers yeah, don't right away. instant judgments. Yeah. Time and proximity as we talked about in the live portal. Wow. Mm. All right, we're going to go into a break. We're going to come a little bit more on this when we come back. We're also going to talk about how um, something in the new church age, we see that the Lord is ridding us of this seeing personalities. But we also need to talk about how in the church age, coming into this breakout season, God is going to use what kept us out to actually take us in. Yeah, I think that that's a good thing. And so let's dive into that when we get back, and then we'll go and meet some prophetic friends. You awake? You with us, Pastor Tony? I'm here. Okay. We'll be back shortly. Torque New York presents the official launch of Torque TV. A brand new way to watch Torque New York anytime, anywhere. Get 24-7 access to unlimited shows, classes, seminars, and more. View your content on your favorite device. Commercial free. Access exclusive shows, seminars, and more. And with new content added monthly, you'll always have something fresh and inspiring and challenging to watch. Even tune into our live classes from the School of Apostles and Prophets in NYC. Choose the subscription option that suits you. Sign up today by visiting TorqueTV.org and click the Watch Now button. TorqueTV. Equip, inspire, mature. Going straight back in. Do you know we're going in? Pastor, we're going back in. Pastor Nate, my personality shuts down after 4 a.m., so you better make this quick. <laughs> well. I better make sure that's not a principality. You just better <laughs> locate the source. <laughs> All right. Know, did you hear what I said, though? Locate the source. Yes, Flesh is burning. Me. It might be me or it might be you, but something's got to turn. Wow. Okay. That's really... Not necessary. My little Brussels sprout. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let's go into a little more depth. You're very Brussels. On, I'm not a Brussels sprout. I don't accept that personality. <laughs> nice. I rebuke green. you, the principality. <laughs> very tasty. Okay, this is interesting. Do you have a, a bit of a control personality with that machine you got in front of you, mate? It's not control. It's called entertainment. I'm doing my job. 
Pops. Wonderful too. Oh my god. And we don't need any more conversation. Let's That's right. Go. So moving deep now into what we were talking about on the portal live. Yeah. With the new church face. We talked and about how it's changed yeah. from a champion of one to yeah. a champion team. Yeah. From a single anointing to a multiplication anointing. Yeah. And so part of the church face changing is the church seeing that it's not about personality, that it's about dealing with principalities. You know, yeah. scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against those things, spiritual wickedness in high places. So that's got to be a part of what Pastor Tony talked about with that new church age that you've coined that term, which is an amazing term, about when the church is ready. That's that's also another sign that we'll be ready, that we don't go for the personality but we go for the principality. Yeah, I think that um, one of the, the the things that's really comforting for me um, as a leader, very comforting to know that which is off in the church as a whole, uh, this is God's business. Mm. This is God's business so much so that no man's going to clean it up. Yeah. Only the Spirit of God's going to clean it up. And that is really something big, mm. really, really big. Because, you know, one of our portals was, let me run my church. Mm-hmm. This is it. And this is not just an, a, cho- a, a, a suggestion anymore. Mm. This is not, uh, well, I, I think this would be a good thing, says the Spirit of the Lord. No, there's not that anymore. It's... Uh, this is the spirit of the Lord saying, let me run my church. I'm not suggesting it. I'm telling you. Wow. Very good. And Very good. so with that, Dr. Robin, would you say that, you know, you said we're so busy um, focusing on cleaning up, but the Lord wants to clean it up. It's his work. Yes. And his listen, church. So maybe what's our part to play? Well, let me tell you the significance of it first. You know, we have a pandemic out there and we think that is the worst, but there isn't anything worse than the church going on the wrong direction. Jeez, oh, this is the Lord. Got to place this pressure on the garbage. I don't mean, I don't mean people. Yeah, I mean the church, the 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 ideas, uh, what they believe, the mm-hmm. the whole thing. Wrong doctrine. Wrong yeah. doctrine. Um, thank God, He wants to clean this up. Yeah. Wow. And church, let Him. Mm. So maybe we need to start start focusing on trying to clean everybody else up, and no. we need to let Him clean us up. Yep. Let's Transition us from personality to principality. Yeah, let's deal with the principality. In your own life first. Yep, yep. Before let's, you start telling everybody else how to do it. Yep, and let him clean it up in us and let him clean it up in others. Because this is a part of coming into this church age. We can't go back to what we did before this, you know. the same. We can't. We can't go back to what we did and how we dealt with people, how we dealt with the spiritual before. We've got to really, really emphasize the domain of the kingdom. But it, it's not even an option Upgrade anymore. our weapons. Upgrade our weapons. We've got to. But you understand it's not an option yeah. anymore. If you're going to go forward, this is the only way to go forward. Yeah. And so 
it, it's not like, well, I used to do it this way, but you're not going to do it this way anymore. Mm. Behold, I do a new thing, a new thing. Rivers in the desert, there's going to be new things yeah. that he's doing. And you can't return to the old ways and get away with it anymore. Oh, Jesus. And what's more, you won't want to. I think that's the key. Yeah. There'll be a motivation change. A motivation yeah. change, a revelation change, uh, satisfaction change, uh, an activation change. Uh, <laughs> yes, with a triple hat, double whammy. Wow. Wham, wham, wham. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> so, with the new church age coming... There's been a lot of things that in the shutdown we've been tempted to throw away. We talked about this to do with things in our personality, right? But um, the Lord said something to me tonight that I shared with the worship team and I shared with people online about the story of Jericho and how when they marched around the wall, mm. you know, it was the very thing that when they shouted those walls down, scholars will tell us that, you know, the scripture says they went up into the city. Now, there's actually like a, a geographical, geographical truth to this, that when the walls fell, they fell in such a way that it created ramps, you know, because if you look at Jericho and you study how it actually was positioned, it was on a very steep hill. There were two walls, one at the bottom of the hill and one at the top. And so um, even though when they were shouting the walls down, for the walls to come down, it wasn't enough. They would have had to still been able to elevate themselves to reach up and go into the city. So it was very, very, um, you know, prophetic that when they shouted down the walls, scholars will tell you that the walls fell in such a way that it created ramps. Well, here's a key. Pastor, do you remember when we walked on the walls of Jericho? Yeah, I Nate, do. Nate was there. I was only seven and years old. And you were there. Now, for us to get to the top of the wall, uh -huh. uh, there had to be some form of ramp of um, dirt. Yeah. Now, the reason for the, uh, the situation now is that uh, that was told that they would never be built on. Yeah. And, and to yet, this day, they can't build on it. And yet they tried. Yeah. They tried to build on it and they keep crashing down. But if you're ever going to get to the top of the wall, there had to be some way to get there, even today. Mm. And there were there were like uh, ramps of dirt. Yep, Do you I remember. remember that? Remember. Ramps remember of it. dirt. Yep, like that, a mound. A big mound that you could actually get up to get on top of the wall. So this is not a hard thing to even believe yeah. because even now it's there. If you were in Jericho now and if you were trying to get and walk along those walls, some areas you can, yep. but other areas you literally have to walk up like a mountain yeah. of dirt to get to the top. So look, in the natural, mm -hmm. if uh, the walls of Jericho came down, Right? Yep. And uh, they just fell down like that. You would try to get to over. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to get over. No, you had to have some kind of You had to have device. some way to get yeah. over. But the spiritual implication that I shared tonight is the children of Israel didn't realize that what was keeping them out 
was going to help them to get in. Was actually taking them in. That's right. You know, and so there's a power in that because even in this shutdown, we could feel this has kept us out. You know, I, I heard someone say like, and, you know, I understand where they're coming from, but this has almost been like, you know, um, three to four months of the year wasted, you know, but we've got to realize that even in this, this keeping us out is actually taking us in to the greatest church age that we're going to experience. And and truly. It's ushered us in because what God has done through this shutdown, he could only do in this moment because we've stopped. We've, you know, sealed. We've, we've, as Pastor Tony said, taken a Sabbath. I mean, the whole nation has taken a Sabbath for the last two and a half months. And we've taken a deep breath and really, really breathed in life. Yeah. But do you know, um, I, I have a, uh, something that I, I feel really excited about, and that is, uh, you know, I'm going to be going forward, so are you, and I'm going to be really excited to, to finally see how much I've grown in this, how yeah. much I've changed in this. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be such an opportunity. Yeah. The thing that kept me out is actually I'm going in yeah. and I'm going to be thinking and knowing and seeing, wow, I've changed here. Wow, I don't have this attitude. Wow, I overcome yeah. this area so quick now. You know, I see what's prioritized now, what's important yeah. now, all that. What counted before is not counting in my life anymore mm. because it's frivolous. Yeah, wow. And it's really important that we see that the walls that have what been keeping saying? us out are the walls that will get us in. They'll fall. God will use those walls to fall and create a ramp whether that's in the shutdown season, whether that's in our life, you know, our our personal walk, our relationships. We've got to stop um, allowing the enemy to think, um, so, sorry, to fool us into thinking that uh, the walls haven't served a purpose because that's when we start to blame God, you know, and that'll put us back out of the church age, back into what we were before, and just so, complacent yeah. and victims. Yeah, and we need to... Um we got to we got to break out of the victim mentality. You can't yeah. be a victim and be in an army. And but the other thing is, the army uh, the army would never rest on its victories. Yeah, it would be looking for the next battle. Yeah, and so this is a warning that we're giving to the listeners because even though this is a great victory, we're coming to that church age. There's always an AI. Yep. After Jericho. Yep. There's always that battle where you least expect, you know, the greatest victory, then comes the greatest, you know, yep. I hate to say it, but the the world says after the greatest victory comes the greatest defeat. Because, you know, um, in Joshua's setback. case, well, setback, yeah. Mm. But we know that with the prophetic, it's setback to come back. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're, you, but we have to be guarded against this because it's very easy to fall into, oh, okay, you know, the wind of, oh, this is the church age and everything's going to be like, you know, different, but then not be proactive in that. You'll just be what you were before you went in. You know? So so really uh, the sword has to be, we have to start wielding that sword yeah. and not rest back on that sword and we need to fight the good fight yeah. and we need to go forward because this is where we can miss it mm -hmm. we can miss it and we need that thing that stopped to start us yeah. again yeah so 
we don't rest back. Yeah. But we keep going forward and uh, we we get excited. We're going into the next battle. We'll fight that. Yeah. If we continually going forward, pressing the button up, going forward all the time and not say, wow, wow, that battle's over. Wow, yeah. this is it. It's over. No, there was a Jericho, only one Jericho, but there were other battles. Yeah, an AI. And it always took them further in. Now, the next battle, AI, was all about sin in the camp. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a very subtle. You know, the enemy, the enemy actually very subtly used something that they weren't aware of. You know, and when we're not aware of something after the Lord gives us a great victory because we're so wrapped up in the euphoria of the victory. Yeah. We get unaware of little things that the enemy wants to pull on. Yeah. That we haven't surrendered. You know, Joshua was so into this mode of celebrating and being, you know, in this euphoric state of, okay, yeah, we just took Jericho, that he forgot that there were people with sin in his camp that didn't follow the Lord's command fully and therefore... I mean, they lost a lot of people at yeah, AI, they a lot of people, and that was a lesson learned. But Pastor Tony, what do you think, I want to know and I want to help the listeners, what do you think it is that is the attitude that we enter into that puts us back into that not seeing that there is something in the camp after the greatest victory? What are, what are you know, your great for litmus test, what are telltale signs that we're going back into a complacency and that we might have to, um, you know, not might have to, but that we might be facing an AI because we've gone into this state of riding the wave. I think self-confidence comes when you get victories. And it's yeah. just a natural response. Okay. You think, oh, you know, I've done something really good for the Lord. And we say these things in our heads. And it's very subtle because ultimately it's the Lord who brought the walls down. Yeah. Right? And if, if it's if it's a Jericho in your own personality, then nothing you can say can bring it can bring it down. There's nothing yeah. you can do to bring it down. That's yeah. why God wants you to zip the lip ah. on the first big battle. Whatever the big personality Say trait, that again. God wants us to zip our lip about the first Jericho, big battle. The first big That's battle. why they were silent when they were walking around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It because nothing battle. you can say mm. can change it. You've tried Psyching yourself, you know, doing oh, all the self help, self help, whatever. God has to do the work. Yeah, and and, and works. God has to do the work. And you try coming back to your works, man. Yep. Yep. Your works. You've worked hard at trying to change yourself. It hasn't worked, right? And all you can do is just wait and and you know, don't don't even speak to it. Just wait mm. for God. To give you the, you know, the green light for, you know, just shouting out the victory cry. Wow, that's so powerful. You know, this is this is something that the Lord has done in me. There's there's areas in my life where He's told me, "Do nothing, just praise me." Mm. And praise would be the least logical Thing. form, yeah, of dealing with the situation. Yeah, right. Yeah, because ninety point ninety percent of the time you don't feel like praising. No, right. If God has said that's what you say, then you you just do what he says until it's done. Wow. And so that gives the glory to God, not to you. Mm. But that, that's because 
that's because that he lives in the praises of his people. So as you're praising, more life of Christ comes forward. More and more and more and more. Yeah. And so uh, to me, the thing is, the barometer is uh, let God, let God show you where Mm -hmm. you're at. Don't show God where you're at. Wow, that's good. That's really good. Another thing that I noticed, Pastor, was that Joshua was very successful because he always had a strategy that he got from God. Yes. He never went on yesterday's laurels or yesterday's standards. Or his victories. He missed it with AI. Like no one asked those, you know, no one asked the Lord about, you know, if there's sin in the camp, he, uh-huh. didn't, he didn't do a inventory check with the captains to say, hey, did any of your guys happen to, you know, pick up any spoils from Jericho? Make yeah, sure. Take a few yeah. you know? souvenirs. And again, he didn't seek the Lord when he went to Ai. He sought the Lord at Jericho. Yeah. But because of the victory, we've just talked about it. Yeah. They thought, well, we're on a roll here. Let's keep going. And you know, Pastor, the role was because he thought the strategies of Jericho would be the strategies for oh, AI. Oh, there it is. Strategies for Jericho are not the strategies for AI. And, and, and look at the comparison. AI was not one-fifth the size of the Jericho um, Yeah, city. I'm telling you. But yet they lost more. They lost so 30 many. men. 30 mm. men. Mm. They lost 30 men. Wow. And they came back weeping. They said, You know, have you brought, they started doing what they did in the wilderness. Have you brought us out here to defeat us before this small enemy? Uh, See, going back. They were going back to their pre-shut down stage. What does the Lord say to Josh? He said, why are you on your your face weeping? You should know the answer. There's an accursed thing in the camp. Yeah. But guess what? You can't go back. Mm. When you're out of the coon, cocoon, you can't go back into it again. You can't. You have to go forward. Yeah. You have to go forward. You have to learn to fly. Yeah. You have to fly. You can't go back. And this is the the situation. Uh, with Jericho, they were dealing with an enemy. Mm. An enemy. Wow. Say this. With their, their eyes were focused on principality. Okay, let there me it is. say it. Wow. There it is. Wow. They were dealing with an en- enemy. They were dealing with the principality. Ah. With AI, they were dealing with personality. Oh, Jesus. Meaning people, their own people wanting to oh, have, my a, God. have a souvenir of something. Oh, my Lord. Dr. Robin, you just literally blew my mind. It just clicked. And so saying before we go to the break, Church age can't have the same strategies. Not again. As the same a- as the age before. No, it's over. It's over. Got to upgrade your weapons. Yep. Got to upgrade your attack. You got to hear from heaven new strategies because those strategies were great mm-hmm. from where you came, but they're not great for where you're going. My God. And so <laughs> Jericho dealt with principalities. Very true. Very true what you just said. And I want us to catch that before we go into the break. The battle was won easier when they focused all their energy on a principality. Yeah. And the battle was won. Look, 
What, what Pastor Tony? Sorry, I could have just jab you on that. What Pastor Tony said? He said that zip the lip. They had to zip their lip. Why? They had to learn the first battle in what he had given them was the Lord's. <laughs> oh, Jesus is king. Do you understand? I do. I, I'm getting it. It's he landing on me. He had to show them this is not your battle. This is not your battle. You just turn up to the battle. Yeah. Right? And zip the lip. And when I tell you to shout, shout. Yep. Then those walls will make a way in for you. Instead of keeping you out, you will be able to go in because I've gone before you and the battle is mine. So when you deal with the principality, let me sum this up before we go into the break. What that principality that's keeping you out, dealing with it will be the very thing that takes you in. That's oh my lord, true. I can't. Okay, we're gonna go to a break. We're gonna come back, hear your prophetic charge, talk to some prophetic friends. And wow, this that just landed on me. Took that whole portal, but it landed on me. Wow, we'll be back shortly. You gotta deal with the principalities, not the personalities. Don't deal with personalities. <laughs> Because Jericho's all about principalities. And that will but be our reality. Oh, that's good. That will become your reality. Mm. Dr. Robin, you still in my lines. Then there'll be relevance. Mm. And we will be real. I'm still getting over what you just said in the previous segment. That is so true. That battle was so easily won because they focused on the principality. And then the AI battle was so easily lost because, because they focused on personality. Yeah, it was all about personality. Oh, Jesus. Of the people. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Are you with us, Pastor Tony? Yeah, we're just going to go with a charge and some friends. Wow. We're going to see some friends. We are. We're going to talk to some friends. And I'm going to pull up my chart to see if we've added some more friends. Oh, that'd be great. Over the past week or so. Let's carefully do that. So entering into this new church age, what is your prophetic um, charge for us on this topic of Principalities versus personalities. Ah. Do you want to? No, it's you. Oh, it's me. It's you. You got to give us the charge. Okay. The charge that I would give you for you to see a principality, okay, against a personality. Okay. Go for it. I would cause, I would ask you to look at. First, locate the the um, where it's coming from, mm-hmm. what it looks like, mm-hmm. what sort of fruit it's bearing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so locate this, locate it, and then once you've located it, you will know what you're dealing with. Mm. And once you know what you're dealing with, you will know how to deal with it. Mm, okay. That's good. Wow. That's really good. And I don't want to scare people, but I do want to give them a spiritual warning. We pick up our sword, 
don't put your sword down. After Jericho, there will be an AI. And so you need to be aware oh, yes. that this is what the enemy is going to try to do. One of the biggest, biggest, biggest enemy will be complacency. Yeah. Wow. And what was the sin, Pastor Tony, in AI? It was that they hadn't given the full bounty to the Lord. They had held back from the Lord. They, they stole from the Lord, and the Lord made it clear that everything in Jericho was for the treasury of the Lord. Because it was his battle. It was yeah. his battle. Yeah. But he was also testing them. He was testing to see if they would trust him with the, you know, the spoils of Jericho, mm. which was to go to God's house, right? But like in the Garden of Eden, God had to make a distinction. He he told Adam and Eve, don't touch the fruit of this tree. He yeah. told Joshua and his people, don't touch the spoils of this city. They're, they're mine. Mm. And so, you know, um, he had to establish in his people that the first fruit was his. Wow. And then from AI onwards, they were able to take you know, the tre the treasures of the spoils of war, like oxen, sheep, goats, gold, silver, precious stones, wow, linen garments, every everything that was made available. But the first portion, which is usually the best portion, has to go to the Lord. But it's not necessarily the biggest portion, but it's the best but portion. But I see I see because yeah, see because see I see now so much prophetic sense in why it goes to the Lord because I, I have no problem in giving it to the Lord but you know when you can connect the dots yeah. it goes to the Lord because it was His battle it was you had nothing battle. to do with it you his zipped strategy, your lip his, strategy, his battle his, his enemy so you know and he, all He wanted us to do, well all He wanted them to do was turn up come on. And he, all he does with us in this battle of Jericho is for us to turn up, turn up in prayer, turn up in warfare, turn up in proclamation, mm. turn up in the prophetic. Yeah. So good. That's turn exactly up it. for the church age. And the works of the Lord. Push. Pray until something happens. Yeah, push it through. So the church age is not about your battle. No. It's his battle. All you got to do is turn up. At least the first part. At least of the it. first part. Okay, this is good. At least the first part. He's, uh, you know, who's training us? Who is actually training us? Now we're in this army. Who's training us? Holy Spirit. Mm. So whose battle? His battle. Whose strategies? His strategies. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because we're about to don't come into take, Pentecost. Don't take any glory for the strategies. Don't take any glory for the victory. Don't mm. take any glory for any of it. The spoils belong to him. So if you want to find out where the principality is, in order to get his enemy, you've got to fight his battle. Yeah. You turn can't get his enemy him. until you turn up for his battle. Yeah. So up. don't turn up for your battle. No. Because that ain't the enemy you're meant to be fighting. Then you'll be fighting a personality. Ah, there it is. If you turn up for your own battle, you'll end up fighting personality and not principality. Amen. My Lord Jesus. I think that's a lot for them to take That's in, a charge right? and a half. All right. When we come back, we are going to move into prophetic friends. We're going to welcome some new friends from around the world. I see one more country that we've added to the list. Oh, wow. Praise God. And then we're going to give you our last... Prophetic friend charge, and then wow, this portal has been a lot, a lot is to it, chew on. Is it Tonga? 
No, it's not Tonga. But you have a word for Tonga? No. <laughs> He's in one of those modes. All right. I was just so guessing. what is the country? I'll tell you when we come back. Oh, uh, okay. Where we blow your minds. Gonna put it every time. We'll snap, crackle, pop, pop. We popped and crackled and slept tonight. <laughs> awake now because he's about to talk to his prophetic friends. He came in on time. Can you give me some more volume? I turned you up. It's because you're getting tired. Your voice is losing power. Come on, turn up for the battle. Volume (laughs) with a W. Volume. Turn up for the battle. (laughs) Anyway, I want to welcome to our Portals listening audience the beautiful country of Chile. Welcome. Chile! Chile! Welcome, Chile! Is it hot down there? <laughs> anyway, okay. Pastor Tony, where are we going? Tonga. I knew. See, you said you didn't have a word. You, I tricked you. That was a lie. Anyway. No, no, no. He just wanted to keep you in suspense. Yes. Okay, go for it. Um, I, I believe that this broadcast is reaching Tonga. And if not, it's. It's going to be on on the radar there. So all all of our Tongan brothers and sisters who are in Christ Jesus and feel um, you know the the enormity of what's happened both in in your tourism and in your economy, the Lord is saying, "I'm making a way where there is no way. I'm going to provide. I'm, I want you to reach out now in faith and just keep." Asking me for the strategies to bring you from, you know, this economic depression in your country, um, all of the uh, the fear and the anxiety that families are going through. My church in Tonga is going to be used as an instrument to minister to the poor and the needy and to help those who are unemployed to get back on their feet. So just my people in Tonga, I love you and I'm going to honour your faith. Remember, I am the God that is going to do the miracles among you. And so step out and believe, says the Lord. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me give a round of applause for that. If you have one? I, I believe I do. Go ahead. Um, it's just in regards to what we mentioned before. I just believe that the Lord is saying to New York City, um, in regards to the churches, uh, this is going to move very, very quickly, says the Lord. The yeah. needle is going to move across the dial very quickly. And I'll add to that. Yeah, and the I just saw a vision of, um, and to go along with what Dr. Robin has shared about principalities, I saw a vision of like a, um, a really chain on two church doors and a padlock, with like an iron padlock. And I saw just a hand turning the padlock, the combination lock. Yep. And as the combination lock locked in, the chain was just pulled off the doors and the doors were flung wide open. It didn't happen. Yeah, it's like... Uh, like um, It was like abrupt. Someone is getting in rather than bringing someone out. Okay, go for it. And so therefore, remember, Paul? 
Yep. They got into the prison. Yeah, it wasn't about them getting out. It was about God getting, getting in. Getting in. Yeah. And and that's the key, God getting in. So my word is for the nation of America. Wow. The whole nation. And it goes along with your word. Okay. And that is the Lord declares and wants to encourage Every one of his believe the believers, his church, his people, in every state, time is being cut in half. Come on. And you need to know this. God is going to show himself to be our father, looking after his children in every state, time before the church is going to be cut in half to do with this shutdown. Believe me, the Lord says, I am about my business and I've declared the shutdown cut in half from man's words. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Prophet of the house, doing it again. Wow. So you heard it first on portals. Uh, May uh, 25th, Dr. Robin prophesied on this platform that the shutdown for the churches would be cut in half all over the nation of the United States. Again, that prophecy is going to come to pass. As many other prophecies have come to pass, you can go to our website, talk.org. We are going to have a new section called Prophecy Records where you can see not to prove a point or not to show, you know, how great we are, but to show how great God is and is faithful and how much he loves us and how faithful he is to his word. We're going to have records of each word since the beginning of, of our inception into Times Square when we took over at that building and we began season casting all these words that have come to pass, ones of North Korea not being um, a threat, the empty threat. Uh, Pastor Robin prophesied last year at our season casting 2019 that there was a threat coming from China that we were to be aware that an implosion, uh, an implosion was coming from China that also Iran was going to show its face on the on to do with the number seven. Um, we all know that the attacks of Iran on the U.S. military base came on January 7, 2020. There was also the word from Pastor Robin in our portals while we we're in Australia that President Trump would not be impeached, That's right. that it would be over. We saw that come to pass. So many of them. We saw also the words um, about the fires in the uh, region of Australia. New South Wales. To the Australian Prime Minister talk about that uh, the drought would be over and that um, within a couple of months they would receive the amount of rain that they had been waiting years. At the height of the year, the Lord said. Yep. So all these words, um, listeners, all these words, again, this is not to big note us, but this is to show you how much God loves us, that he is faithful to his word. And we're always the foresight. We are always the foresight and not the hindsight because when we live in hope, we have foresight. When we live in fear, we will always move in hindsight. And so that is what we want you to take away from listening to this portal tonight. There's been a lot to discuss, a lot to chew over. If you want to listen to the message again, go to talk.org and search uh, on our messages page. You can hear that message close, but not yet. And also you can go to our Facebook page and watch the portals live and see the the feedback um, with the questions and the answers that our team has given. And last but not least, um, we do have many events starting up at our church again. 
We believe that the Lord, just like the vision and the word said, is going to rattle this chain quickly. So please stay connected with us if you are in the New York City area, if you follow us online, because we hope and we know that we're going to be with you sooner than later. And so even things like church services, we have come up with creative ways. We're looking forward to having in-service people in people back in service. I know you are, Dr. Robin, looking forward to that. I am too. I sure am. I love singing to an empty room. Not. <laughs> It's got to be people. So we can be a part of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and the camera can only do so much justice. And church, remember they that the Lord was getting into the jail and then yes. they came out. Guys, I want you to know that. Change your focus. God, yes, change your focus. God is about your business. Yeah. Wow. And about his business. Wow. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand. This has been a portal and a half. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And in true portals fashion, I am going to hit you with a portal jingle, the prophetic process of this whole portal coming together. Stay tuned. Listen for it. The sum up. We're so excited to be back with you soon. God bless you. Have a great, great night. All right, church, that was a portal in a portal in a portal. And as always, here's your prophetic process to sum it up. My check. You might think the end is starting to draw near, but this is just the start. A church age starts right here Cause before he can come Some things have to take place This will set up the stage For him to take his rightful place A generation rises from a valley of dry bones Filled with an end time purpose To make war and dethrone The accuser of his power Now church this is our hour To see the bride mature beyond just a fragile flower To utter in the movement We must stand bold not back down Advance beyond Beyond emotion, take back the stolen ground. His Jews are coming back, that's but one to be fulfilled. The saints all unified, moving towards his common will. So ask of him to use, this time now to the max. Don't think you're missing out, and start spitting out the facts. Cause time can cut in half, when you let him take the wheel. Every request that you have asked, turns to a promise he fulfills. But here is now a warning, a disclaimer we must heed. Don't fight the personality, fight principalities Cause if you want the spoils you need to empty your hands You can't hold bitter grudges and try to take your land When you pick the Lord's battle, stay quiet, yes you must You can't talk before it's time, that is a breach of trust Cause the wall comes crumbling down when he gives the cue to shout You'll see what took you in is the thing that kept you out Every battle he owns, nothing at all to do with you don't be a selfish clone leave your glory at home if you show up and be ready then for sure you're gonna win it's not about you breaking out it's about him getting in if we see our goal and focus is the same enemy then we'll take this jericho kill off principalities but if we buy into the lie this is about you and me we'll end up losing ai because we fought personality